Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! biggest story in the world right now, Hammer, uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner in a prisoner swap for an arms dealer, a Russian arms dealer. Brittany Griner, of course, incarcerated in Russia, had some cannabis oil or something on her, and Russia obviously used her as some sort of political hostage to get probably one of the worst human beings in the world freed from jail, like a little international high-level prison swap here. I couldn't think of anything better. Anybody better to go break this down for us than Francis Martel, world editor at Breitbart. Francis, thank you for doing this last minute. Uh, we really appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing great. No, thank you so much for having me. Anytime you need. Let's just go. Let's start from the beginning here. And and, and how did we wind up with uh, Brittany Griner being exchanged? I, it, look, I, I'm happy she's free. I, I mean, she's an American citizen, and this is obviously some sort of political thing between Russia and the United States. Um, So how do we get here? And what did you think of the exchange? Well, um, it seems that we get here through negotiations uh, involving Saudi Arabia and UAE, which I was very surprised to see. Um, MBS, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, is taking credit for this. (laughs) Um, But um, apparently, you know, she was arrested and she was arrested because she was possessing cannabis. And um, as far as we know, she doesn't deny that she had it. So it's not like she was wrongfully imprisoned in the sense that she didn't break the law. You could argue she was wrongfully imprisoned in the sense that the law itself was unjust, but um, I haven't seen anyone argue that she didn't break the law. Um, Victor Bout, who is the merchant of death, (laughs) was very rightfully imprisoned um, after trying to sell weapons to the FARC, which is the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, is a communist terrorist organization. Um, The DEA used sources to stand in as FARC terrorists, uh, and they, they told about, they said, we want weapons because we want to kill Americans. And he said, quote unquote, we have the same enemy. That's according to the Department of Justice. Um, and he was sentenced to 25 years. And the Biden administration apparently thought it was a fair trade to release that guy <laughs> for this basketball player who, like you said, you know, I, I guess it's a good thing that someone is not in prison for you know, having plant oil on them, but um, the the repercussions of this are going to be that one of the most dangerous people in the world is now running free. All right, so Francis, let's get into that because all show long, I've said this was a bad trade. Just a couple of months ago, it felt like this was going to be a two-for-one where the uh, Marine that is imprisoned in Russia, Waylon, was going to be a part of this. All of a sudden, that's not part of this deal. And again, you said it, the merchant of death is now free. For those who don't really know who Victor Bout is, tell us a little bit about this guy. Are we overreacting here? Um, I don't think we are. I mean, I, the, the the funny way I could phrase it is he's a guy who is bad enough to be played by Nicolas Cage in a movie. Um, yeah, Lord of been, War, yeah. 
Yeah, he's a, he's very bad news. And the reason he's bad news is because of the connections that he has. He basically ships arms, he ships weapons to some of the world's worst actors. And the thing that is getting me the most concerned, um, because I think the, the people's brain immediately goes to Russian arms dealer, this is going to worsen the Ukraine war, right? I think yeah. this is actually the biggest problem here is that he's going to start supplying drug traffickers in our hemisphere, because that's what he was arrested for. Um, the FARC is, first and foremost, a communist terrorist group, but they fundraise through cocaine trafficking. They are a cocaine trafficking operation. Um, Colombia now has a former terrorist president who is a far leftist who his first speech at the U.N. in September, he went off on a tangent about how cocaine isn't even that bad for you. We should legalize cocaine. Um, you know, so now you have an, an enabler president. You have a terrorist group that he was arrested for trying to arm um, right in our hemisphere. And now this guy is free. And you have, you know, Venezuela is a narco regime. The, the dictatorship of Venezuela itself is a drug trafficking operation. So I think those are going to be the top clients. And what you're going to end up having is, you know, a wave of just a, a boom of drug use in the United States. And it's not just going to be cocaine. It's going to be fentanyl. It's going to be, you know, whatever that they can sell to make money. And they're going to use, they have the guy that can sell them the guns to make sure the operations work. And then not only that, Francis, Francis Martel, World at Everett Breitbart, not only that, um, the drug use angle, but the fact that Americans around the world are going to be in danger, despots and dictators are now going to look at this deal and say, hey, all I have to do is kidnap an American and we're going to get our drug dealer, you know, uh, terrorist uh, mastermind, terrorist masterminds out of jail. And all we have to do is kidnap an American abroad. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That is the message that is being sent. And it's not just to governments. It's to, you know, Boko Haram. It's whoever. And, you know, any of these uh, militias, if they can get a, their hands on someone that has an American passport, they know that they now they've got money. Um, and the states, too, if they want to get their bad guys out of jail, an easy way to do it now is to um, arrest an American for whatever. And that was the precedent that President Obama sent. We saw a lot of that under Obama. And and then when Trump came in, we saw that a little bit reversed. Um, but it's a pattern now. And that's something else I want to mention. The, this, this is a horrible trade, but it's the at least third one that Biden has made that is a head scratcher. Um, in October, he freed Nicolas Maduro's nephews, the, the dictator of Venezuela's nephews, mm, yeah. from prison in exchange for um, these Citgo oil executives that Venezuela had wrongfully imprisoned, who are American citizens. Um, Maduro's nephews were uh, convicted and sentenced to prison for trying to bring something like 800 kilos of cocaine into the United States. Like, these are, you know, big, heavyweight drug traffickers. That cocaine belonged to the FARC. Again, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but... Wow. Um, that's that was a big deal. And that trade was the exact same thing. I get it that you don't want, you know, American businessmen languishing in some Venezuelan prison somewhere for no reason. But that's, you know, the dictator's relatives. That's like that's a very high price to pay. And so we're just seeing now it's a pattern. And, and that's what the message is, you know, arrest whatever American. If you can get your hands on a celebrity American, even better. Um, and, you know, now there's a parade of celebrities going to visit Zelensky who are vulnerable mm -hmm. <laughs> to getting kidnapped. Um, so, yeah, it's a horrible message. Francis, you bring up Zelensky right there. What do you think he's thinking right now? Because on one hand, we're sending billions and billions of our tax dollars to Ukraine. 
which, by the way, we don't know where a lot of that has gone. But at the same time, we're letting Russia have their merchant of death, their arms dealer back. I mean, this is total mixed signals here. What do you think Zelensky is thinking? It's it's totally confusing if, if you're Zelensky. The only thing that is a silver lining here is that the merchant of death is going to sell to whoever he wants. So it's very possible that he'll show up to Zelensky's door and say, hey, I've got new merchandise. Do you want some guns? <laughs> it's not guaranteed that he's going to sell to the Russians. Um, but, you know, the, the Ukraine angle here, too, is, um, and this is going to sound random, but the president of Nigeria a few weeks ago came out and said, there's a bunch of Ukrainian guns all over my country now that, you know, terrorist groups and, and bandits are using to kidnap people in Nigeria. So when you release someone with the kind of connections that Victor Bout has, you're going to see a lot more of that. And that could hurt Zelensky if a bunch of weapons that Ukrainians could be using to fight the Russians are now being sold to, you know, again, Boko Haram or like M13 in the Congo. Like that's a, a very possible scenario. So why did Russia want this guy back in the first place? Is it to send a message to the United States? I mean, why exactly did they want one of the most notorious arms dealer uh, dealers on the face of the earth back? That looks really, not that they care how it looks to them, but that's just, you know, we got our, our weed-smoking basketball star back, and they got an evil, murderous uh, arms dealer back. Why do they want him? Well, someone like that is really valuable, um, especially with Russia's connections that are um, not quite officially diplomatic, <laughs> I'll say. I mean, uh, Russia has very close ties, again, to Venezuela, to the Colombian terrorists, to Cuba. Um, uh, Russia's Wagner Group is very deeply involved in places like um, Mali and Burkina Faso. A bunch of Africa is just flooded with Russian, you know, pseudo-militias. Um, so a guy like Bout could help arm these allies of Russia. And, and, you know, he probably could be valuable in eastern Ukraine, too, if he could get weapons there. Um, he's, again, I don't think it's a guarantee that he's going to be totally on Putin's side. He's going to make money wherever he can, but um, he could prove very valuable. What do you know or what do we know about the Americans that are still being held in Russia, including the, uh, the, the Marine, Paul Whelan? Well, Whalen's case is, is probably the most high profile because it's so um, blatantly just uh, unjust. Um, he was a, he's a businessman. He was in Russia doing legal business. He was accused of espionage um, with n no real evidence. He vehemently denies it. And it's been, I think, four years. It's going to be his four-year anniversary of being in prison over there. Um, no real due process of any sort. I think the Russians expedited the Griner case and sentenced her real quick to try to get more publicity. With, with Whalen, he's just languishing there. Um, I think there is at least one other American citizen wrongfully detained in Russia. Um, I don't know the details off the top of my head, to be honest, but it, I think it's a similar case of um, of espionage allegations that, that they, he was working for the Americans and that he has to be in prison because he was undermining Russian national security. Francis, what are you working on currently at Breitbart? Well, a lot of the aftermath of this, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, we're looking into uh, trying to tell the story of how this is in an isolated case. Um, we're doing stories on, um, for example, uh, prisoners freed from Guantanamo Bay who have returned to uh, the Taliban now that the Taliban is also a legal government. Um, and the other big thing I'm looking at is uh, Xi Jinping is currently in Saudi Arabia um, having a great time with MBS and uh, making Biden wow. look bad. 
Yeah, I thought uh, when Biden went down there earlier and was bumping fists with the crown prince and, you know, he had his hat in his hand begging for OPEC to turn up the spigots for more oil. And then you have him giving the crown prince immunity for Khashoggi's death. I thought that was, you know, to, you know, crank up some more oil and we'll give you immunity. But now it seems like there is a, a different component with MBS. Yeah, you could say, see it's the exact same mindset of this horrible losing prisoner trade. It's yeah. we, we went over there and we said, hey, could you produce more oil? And but we're belligerent about it. And then the crown prince said, no, cut oil production. And then we just gave him the immunity anyway. Francis Martel, world editor at Breitbart. Francis, thank you so much for joining us here and breaking this down for us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Matt Bear's got a look at the roads.